0: Hello, I'm Jeff Mearns, and I have the good fortune to serve as the President here at Ball State University, and I'd like to welcome you to Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. For more than 100 years, Ball State and the City of Muncie have shared a community, and we've shared a connection. This program provides a forum for us to explore some of the challenges and the opportunities that allow us to build upon this important relationship and to make this relationship stronger. I'm grateful to the talented students who are producing this program, and I'm grateful for their desire to showcase the many ways in which our university and our community are truly better together. I hope the conversations we have will inform you about our collective efforts to strengthen and to revitalize our city and our region. So let's begin.
1: From the campus of Ball State University on WIPB-TV and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations.
2: At Ball State University, we are
0: empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, We are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated, propelled to change the world, and with Beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we
3: fly.
4: Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. I'm Joel Riley.
3: And I'm Jeremy Rogers. Joining us today is Ball State President Jeffrey Mearns and Dr. Jeff Bird, President of IU Health East Central Region.
4: Today we're going to talk about the great divide between our town and gown, and a little later, how a new building on campus is helping to connect our communities through medical clinics. Luke Pahovi and Blake Williamson explore the history of our town and gown divide and why bridging it is so important.
2: Ever since the Ball Brothers helped establish what would become Ball State University in 1899, the city of Muncie and the university have been intertwined. The Ball Corporation operated here for more than a hundred years and was the crown jewel in a litany of booming industries in the city. The discovery of natural gas originally brought the Ball Brothers and other residents to Muncie, but now the educational institution that they created brings people from all walks of life to Delaware County. The university was originally created to encourage education within the working class, At first, it created a divide between the two groups, but soon the local and educational communities began to work together. For decades, Ball State has worked with local leaders to improve the lives of Muncie residents. The university has opened its own Office of Community Engagement and is currently working with organizations like Next Muncie to improve life within the city. By combining the best that the city and school have to offer, the community can step into a bright future for all that call Muncie their home. And joining me
4: now is Ball State President Jeffrey Mearns and Dr. Jeff Bird, who are members of the Next Muncie Project, which is a community of people who work together to bring more vibrance and attention to Muncie neighborhoods and the city of Muncie as a whole. President Murns and Jeff Bird, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you guys?
5: I'm well. Thank you for having us. Um, just very pleased to be in the studio with you today. Thank you for, Absolutely. for inviting me. Thank you so
4: much for joining us. So with the Next Muncie Project now starting to become under works, what are some things that you guys have done and what are its goals for the future?
0: Well, we came together about two years ago. Jeff and I have the good fortune to co-chair this group. Uh, We assembled a group of leaders in the community, people who have influence by virtue of either their positions or the resources that they can bring to bear. We did it because we recognized that there were lots of good initiatives going on in the community and in our campus and that we could enable and facilitate uh, the progress of those initiatives by seeing what we could do to bring our influence to bear on the progress. So you mentioned earlier in the opening that there's a great divide. I think the divide is more historical than than current, and this is a way in which we can continue to bridge that divide. Because, as you and others have heard me say, we know we're we can achieve much more. We're much better when we work together.
4: Absolutely. Now, Dr. Bird, I've actually heard a lot of um, other organizations were coming together to work with our town and gown. So, how would next Muncie play a role in that objective? And then, why is it so important?
5: Well, uh, I, I think. Uh, President Mearns has already articulated really kind of the genesis of the idea, Um, being a native Munsonian and seeing what the relationship between the town and the university have been over the last 60 years and where we are today. uh, I felt very strongly that for my participation, uh, bringing together the two largest employers in the community, the university and the hospital, and getting these other uh, leaders engaged in helping the local government, business community, and philanthropic community to share a more, uh, to have a shared vision and strategy about how we were gonna continue to improve this place that we all uh, call home. Uh, When I think about uh, the relationship between Muncie and Ball State and, you know, in my younger years, Uh, Probably wasn't the best and as we've integrated and moved forward, uh, I think the university has changed dramatically for the positive, and the community is at uh, I think a real threshold uh, to be able to accomplish some wonderful things. So the synergy that we feel together, and you know certainly my personal relationship with President Mearns and his involvement in the community has been critical to to the planning for the success that we hope to uh, that we hope to get.
0: And there, they are as you mentioned, there are a lot of initiatives going on, and we don't see ourselves as a group to create new initiatives. Rather, what we see we can do is to help coordinate uh, what we can help prioritize those initiatives, and we see that ourselves as a group of facilitators, not necessarily as a group of creators, but facilitators. And so, by assembling this group of individuals, uh, we also believe that we can elevate the public's perception of these good activities. I think part of our challenge is there's a little bit of a sense of you know dwelling on the challenges of of the recent past. And not focusing with sufficient excitement and optimism about the bright future. And so one of the things that we're able to do, given the positions that we occupy, is to communicate a sense of optimism. Now, it's not all rosy. It's going to take a lot of work. But there are reasons to be optimistic, to look at the progress that our community
3: has made over the last five years. So what you talked about these reasons to be optimistic. Can you dive in a little bit more? What are some of these reasons?
0: So I'll just mention one, and then I'll let Dr. Bird um, uh, speak about uh, speak about some others. So I'll focus on Acutech. Acutech was a company that w- is now run by a young Ball State graduate. They're in a high-tech field. They have about 80 employees. Uh, they're presently located out uh, west of us, closer to I-69. They were being courted to move to Indianapolis, to Fishers, to Carmel, even as far away as Nashville, Tennessee, but in our conversations with Adam Unger, the young CEO, he is a, a native of Muncie. Uh, he went to Ball State. He wanted to find an opportunity to base and grow his business in downtown Muncie. So with the help of our group and some uh, some public investment, they are just about completed the renovation of the old Sears Roebuck uh, store uh, down on, on Walnut Street. He's bringing about 80 very high-paying jobs to downtown Muncie. I don't think that would have happened without the collective effort uh, and persuasion of the members of Next Muncie.
4: So speaking of um, help and partnerships, I actually read something yesterday that you guys were teaming up with the Muncie Action Plan. I heard that there is an announcement about that. Can you guys talk a little bit more about that collaboration?
5: Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about uh, bringing this leadership group together is, uh, as 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 President Mern said, this ability to facilitate. So much good work was going on Um maybe in a way that it wasn't very coordinated. And uh, Muncie Action Plan is a great example of that. They've been around. It's a very important grassroots organization. They have a lot of contacts um, in neighborhoods and neighborhood associations. So the leadership of Muncie Action Plan and the leadership of Next Muncie got, to get, got together and said, hey, you know what? We have so much in common. Let's think of ways that uh, we can use that synergy to help move move both of our organizations forward. Um, um, and so we are going to um, work with Next Muncie on their uh, next survey evaluation for Muncie about what our community deems as the greatest opportunities. And those will help uh, help us formulate strategy about where we think we want to use our collective impact model uh, to help move, move Muncie forward.
0: And to amplify what, uh, what Jeff said a moment ago, I, I mentioned ACUTEC. Uh, Well, working on a parallel track at the same time was a developer who was considering making a significant investment to build a downtown, kind of high-end apartment complex. Well, when that developer found out that Acutech was going to invest and bring 80 to 100 employees downtown, made that project more viable. And conversely, when Adam Unger from Acutech heard that there was a possibility of a high-end uh, residents being constructed down there, it made it more, um, it more attractive for him to move his business there. So we can create that kind of synergy and collaboration uh, by bringing those stakeholders and those
5: creators uh, together.
4: Absolutely. Is there anything else that you know, Ball State is doing with more events outside of campus?
5: Well, let me just say from the community perspective, and I'll let Jeff truly answer the question, um, the coordination of the transformation of the physical structure of the university uh, coordinated with some of the other plans that we're doing. I know Jeff and I are going to uh, be working on what we're calling in next month, see the connector neighborhood, which is uh, the district that uh, kind of sits between Ball State and IU Health Ball's campus and the river and the entry to downtown. That's a perfect example of how uh, the impact of the university uh, trails, uh, making it safe for bikes and pedestrians to navigate downtown Muncie and be able to get to my place of business and to the university are, are just some really good examples. We think that neighborhood, this, uh, this uh, connector neighborhood, has tremendous potential for uh, being an economic driver uh, for Muncie.
4: Absolutely.
3: President Reynolds and Dr. Byrd, thank you so much. Now we're going to transition into discussing the new Health Professions Building on Ball State's campus. Costing $62 million and offering 167,000 square feet for students, Kalem Losh and Davis Wynn tell us more about the newest academic building on campus and the opportunities it presents for our community.
1: Evidence of Ball State's commitment to Muncie and its future is on full display in the new Health Professions building. Students studying medicine are getting practical experience through hands-on exercises provided by their colleges. Several clinics are inside of this building providing services to our community and, with the benefit of bus stops, gives accessibility to the residents of the city. State-of-the-art laboratories let students simulate real-world treatments using robotics and computers in place of actual patients, surely giving our students the advantages they need for the careers they are pursuing. The Health Professions Building is only the first step to create an East Quad. In 2021, the Foundational Sciences Building is set to open. The new health building allows these services to exist under one roof and making these services more accessible to the entire Muncie community.
3: The new building has been open to the public since the start of this academic year with further development of an East Quad to include a new science building and a new bike path. Joining us to talk about what all of this means for the students and community, Ball State President Mearns is still here, joined by Dean of Ball State's uh, College of Health, Mitchell Whaley, thank you both for being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you. So we're going to start off uh, talking more about this health building. So, how is this new building uh, with all of its services going to help the community? So maybe the the place to
0: start the conversation and to put it in context is to have the Dean talk about the creation of the college, which was the first step, the creation of the College of Health, which led to, than the design and construction of our health professions building.
6: Yeah, the new college was uh, launched in 2016, uh, and it involved uh, moving departments from three different colleges. Uh, these departments had been around for a long time, had excellent programs, but they were housed in colleges that were not all health related. Uh, so, this uh, in 2016, the move. Uh, really synergized all the activities that are going on now.
0: Right. And the building enabled the dean and his faculty and staff to create a facility that really, I think, has three distinctive attributes, the extraordinary investment in simulation spaces, the, um, the ability to have interprofessional training, and then the ability to integrate our the clinics where we serve community um, patients uh, into the education and training. So Mitch, maybe you can talk about those three distinctive elements.
6: Yes. Well, uh, within the new building, we have a significant amount of space related to clinical operations. Uh, And we have uh, folks that come from around the community and around uh, Delaware County and even beyond that uh, to seek services uh, within the clinical spaces. And in that space, uh, we have both faculty and students. Uh, So there's an educational environment Uh, from the time you're a freshman all the way through graduating, where uh, students are interacting with the general public.
3: You've talked before, Dean, uh, in past interviews about how the benefits of bringing together uh, different students within the College of Health that were previously separated on campus. Can you speak to the benefits of having them all under one roof
6: now? Yes. One of the uh, Factors in healthcare today is what we refer to as interprofessional education. Uh, and this is usually what students would get after they graduate. They move into health careers and then they're positioned on teams. It may be a registered dietitian working with a counselor or it could be a social worker with, working with an exercise professional. But what we did is we brought interprofessional education uh, to the campus. And so the students are getting uh, engineered in this technology uh, from the very beginning at the freshman level. So they're working in our building uh, in groups of students that will enhance their overall education and at the end of it all, uh, enhance their uh, employability.
4: Now, with next Muncie and Muncie Action Plan coming together for our town and gown, are there any partnerships or relationships that might come together for any services off-campus?
0: Well, I think um, there might be the possibility of off-campus services, but I think this building and the new College of Health and with the Dean's leadership, we know that one of the headwinds we face as a community is the health, the poor health outcomes of the communities that we serve. So we see this as a foundational pillar and this college as the driver to engage with our colleagues, other healthcare providers, other population health organizations to come together, to convene and plan together in order to improve the health of the communities and the and the people that we serve.
6: And I would I would also say that Uh, We we are already out in the community. We're in the Muncie Community Schools as a college. Uh, We're at Meridian Health. We have students working in Ball Memorial Hospital, IU Health. Uh, And we have students in these facilities around the state. Uh, So we would like to think that while they're a student here at Ball State, they're not only getting our experience, but they're getting exposure to other professionals uh, around the community here and around the state.
3: So one of the key benefits that you've outlined of the new Health Professions Building is the ability of students to really get uh, experience in real-world situations, and part of that is the clinics that have opened. So can you talk to us a little bit more about what the different clinics are and what their functions are for our community?
6: Yes, in the Health Professions Building, we have a counseling clinic, Uh, We also have an audiology clinic, and we have a speech pathology clinic, and then we have a healthy lifestyle center, which really is the gateway into all the facilities in the new building. So an individual could come to the building not really knowing what they might want to have a service about and interact with the people in the healthy lifestyle center, and then they are pointed in the right direction depending on the feedback that they provide us. so, And students are at the forefront in all of our clinics, working directly with faculty members.
4: So are there any other plans for E-Squad in particular that might be coming up? Well,
0: so as you know, and if you drive down uh, either near the village or, or uh, in front of Riverside, uh, along the, the College of Health and the health Professions building you'll see the construction of our new foundational sciences building that will uh, open in the summer of 2021 and that will be strictly the programs in there are biology and chemistry and so many of those disciplines will also feed uh, the disciplines that are in the College of Health. many of them will also have other professional opportunities after they graduate and then as you've seen you've probably seen along the western boundary of that east quad, the new uh, pedestrian and bike-friendly pathway that will go all the way from the village in the south through the center of our campus up to the Campus Recreation Center. So uh, when all that construction is complete in 2021-2022, we'll have a grand lawn that will replace the Emmons Parking Garage. It will uh, continue to to have outstanding outdoor space and recreational space for our students, our faculty, our staff, and our uh, campus guests.
3: So, Dean Whaley... You've spent over 30 years on this campus. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the biggest changes you've seen with regards to uh, health education and your thoughts on the future of where it's going?
6: Well, first of all, uh, when I came to Ball State back in the 80s, uh, many of the buildings that you're using today were not even built yet. So we had a tremendous growth of buildings on campus that enhance the educational experience uh, in, across all the colleges, really. Um, the campus newest uh, addition, the College of Health building uh, on the south side, uh, is something that certainly allows students to gain experiences during their degree program uh, that we could not offer them before. Uh, the facilities are unbelievable. Uh, Actually, your college was not here when I first came as a faculty member, Uh, but uh, these are all things that happen over time, and that's natural for a university to do that.
4: All right. Thank you again, Dr. Whaley, for joining us. We really appreciate it. President Burns, we would like to give you the final minute to wrap up with your final thoughts about our conversations today.
0: Well, first, thank you, Joel and Jeremy and the students who have helped to design and produce this course uh, and this program. As you know, I came to you a couple months ago with an idea of how we could use our public television station and our public radio stations to provide information about what's happening in our community and our campus with a recognition that the work that we're doing together is supporting all of us so thank you for the work that you've done and just one final example you know at, here at Ball State we hire probably a couple hundred people every year and often we find that that person who we're recruiting or hiring is also has a spouse or a partner that wants a professional opportunity in the past, we've referred to that phenomenon as a trailing spouse. We have a recognition now that that, uh, that that partner or spouse is actually bonus talent. So we've formed a campus community career collaboration, created a network of the major employers all across the community who have a similar Uh, situation when they're recruiting a professional or a staff member, and we've created a data sharing network where we can share those additional opportunities. It will enable all of our organizations to recruit and retain retain outstanding talent, which is what uh, will be the future
4: of our outstanding university and our dynamic community. Absolutely President Burns, again, thank you so much for joining us. And to all of our guests, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us today on our first episode. And we want to thank all the people who tune in to our first of three conversations of Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. I'm Joel Riley. And I'm Jeremy Rogers. We will see you guys next time.
5: You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp, when you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams present your case and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University.
2: We fly.
0: Colonel Compass was produced at Ball State University by students
1: of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the Studios of Indiana Public Radio. Colonel Compass was produced by Andrew Smith, engineered by Matthew Sharp. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.